Welcome to Where Next, the unfiltered podcast with me, Emma. We talk about everything from hostels to hotels, travel fines to travel failures, in the hope to show you just how easy traveling can be and prep you for your first adventure. Each week, me and guests will discuss a different place with new people, new experiences and new memories. It's a casual conversation to get involved in, because even though we can't get travelling right now, it doesn't mean we can't be making plans. So sit up, aspiring travellers, and let's get planning. Where next? This week, we're jetting off to Thailand. Before the COVID-19 pandemic, the backpacking paradise usually saw over 16 million tourists fly in every year. And why not when the country has so much to offer? This episode, I'm joined by Sophie Watson and Tilly Ierson, two students who chose to travel Thailand in 2019. They planned and booked the entire trip themselves and they were bursting at the seams with useful travel hacks to share with us all. Hi guys, how are you both? Hi, I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Hello. So Tilly, why don't you start by telling me about how you organised the trip? Well, it began with just me and one other friend wanting to go. We'd done some travelling before and we thought this, this summer would be a great time to do it. And then we kind of expanded that into a bigger, bigger friendship group. So we asked Sophie to come with us and then it ended up being about seven of us who um, really wanted to go travelling in our summer. So seven's obviously quite a big group. Were you nervous about taking that many people with you, Sophie? I think because we were all so close at uni and stuff and we basically lived together for the first year of uni like in each other's flat. don't think we were that worried about it really. When I was looking for flights, because I booked flights before, I always use Skyscanner because you can do multi-trips so you don't have to have a return for anywhere. You can do one flight to somewhere and then your return can be from somewhere else. So that's really useful. But we booked a couple of hostels before we went out there. So the Bangkok, which is where we flew into, we booked that hostel just so we didn't have to worry about it when we got there. We then got a sleeper train from Bangkok to our next place, which was Chiang Mai. And we booked that before we went there. So our first kind of few days were already booked before we got there. And then once we were there, we'd book each hostel when we were in the one before. So when we knew we were going to go to the next place, we'd then book the next hostel. So what were the kind of pricing for hostels, Sophie? Were they affordable or did they vary? Yeah, they were. They were really, really affordable. And like you pay probably like £10 a night or something yeah. like that, if that. And they were like luxury ones in like Bangkok and stuff. They had swimming pools because we were such a big group as well. Like we normally got a whole hostel room to ourselves, which yeah. was really nice. Some of them had included breakfast. All the staff pretty much spoke English and they'd always be there to help you and like find trips and stuff like that. They literally were luxury for £10 a night. So what kind of things did you get up to in Bangkok? What were your first impressions of Thailand? Busy mm. and humid. Bangkok is the capital of Thailand and undoubtedly lives up to its title. With a population of over 8 million people, there is so many activities to kickstart your Thai adventure, including the Grand Palace, Chattachak Market, the iconic Vertigo and Moon rooftop bar, or maybe even some street food and a Thai massage. 
you know that feeling when you step off an airplane and you go, it hits you. That was just constant in yeah. Bangkok. And it was like sticky because it was just so populated. We, what did we do in Bangkok? We went to, first night we went to a, um, like a rooftop bar, which was really, really nice. Um, so I definitely recommend doing that. We went to a really expensive one. We went to the Riverview Sky Bar in the Labua Hotel where the hangover was filmed. It's definitely worth it. And you have to buy a drink up to stay up there and look at the view. So Zilly, how long did you actually end up staying there then? We spent two days there. So we had the day, we got there in the morning, had that night, the next day, and then one more night. The second day, we spent the whole day um, just in Bangkok and stuff because we got the sleeper train that night to our next destination, didn't we? Yeah, we used a lot of the tuk-tuks, we used them, and we went temple-like spotting on the second day, which was really fun. We had a really, really nice tour guide, didn't we? Yeah. And he took us to all the... Obviously, there's so many temples in Bangkok, but he took us to like the famous ones and kind of gave us a tour around that. And it was really fun. So Tilly, how did you go about getting around the city? How did you know where to get your tuk-tuks from? And how did you know to book the sleeper train? Is that something that someone had told you or did you just kind of figure it out while you were there? A sleeper train, I knew from a friend who'd been, been before. So I knew that's something I wanted to do. But in terms of traveling around, it's just the, the most efficient way to get around Bangkok and just Thailand. It's a good experience, but it is quite difficult to sleep. I think it was 12 or 13 hours, wasn't yeah. it, from Bangkok to Chiang Mai. But I am a very light sleeper and I did struggle. And I think I had to get over the idea of like, there was literally a random person in the bunker below me, which is fine and I did get around it. But we just played lots of card games, didn't we? I think we were very excited to just be in the country like yeah. we'd only been there a couple of days um, well, I yeah. slept really well <laughs> so I was on the lower bunk you get you get like a little curtain I was just in my own little world I had a great time so you went to Chiang Mai next so normally when people go to Chiang Mai that's for elephant sanctuaries and things like that so did you get up to anything of that kind so yeah we went to the elephant sanctuary it was like a whole day excursion but yeah it was just crazy like seeing an elephant up close is just the weirdest yeah, thing isn't it it doesn't look like how you draw it or whatever it just is it's, it's amazing it's yeah something i definitely want to do again visiting elephants is one of the most amazing things you can do in thailand tilly and sophie went to the elephant jungle sanctuary which allows you to spend time with the rescued elephants in their natural habitat but if this is a trip you're planning on taking please make sure that you're doing your research and that the trip you choose isn't exploiting the animals According to the World Animal Protection website, clear signs you can look for is trips offering elephant rides, animals in cages, taking part in shows or performing tricks. Always try and do as much research as you can into a trip before attending. So how did you go about booking the elephant sanctuary, Tilly? We, we booked that through our hostel, which I, I'd really recommend doing. Uh, just because it makes things so much easier. And, you know, you can trust the company that you're going with and everything like that. Uh, we also did bamboo rafting through our hostel as well, which I'd, I hadn't really heard of people doing before, which was really cool. So, like, that was another, like, kind of whole day trip. I think that was one of my favourite things things we did. And you just, like, chill on this bamboo boat. And it was amazing. We tell people when we come back, like, oh, we went bamboo rafting. I don't think... Obviously, everyone thinks about the elephants. No one really does that no. so it was like a really cool thing to be like yeah definitely recommend if you go to do this something people do talk about it's obviously a very modern issue the difference between animal cruelty and sanctuaries so did you feel like the sanctuary was doing good or do you know much of where the elephants had come from there or yes no they did we were confident in the company we'd gone with and when you get there they they tell you all about the elephants they've named them all they had this very close relationship with them i think the ones company we'd gone with they'd rescued them from the circus so no it felt very safe and ethical where we went we also went to the Wat Phra Thap Doi Suthep temple and that 
was insane. The views, you could see all across Chiang Mai. The only thing I'd say is on the way up, you have to get a tuk-tuk and the roads are so, so windy to like get up the summit point kind of thing so you can walk up the stairs. And you do feel very sick. But apart from that, it was an amazing experience. One thing worth noting as well, um, when you go into temples, yeah, you have to cover your knees and your shoulders and there are cultural differences like that. So Tilly, how did you find the people in Thailand? I thought the people were really friendly. And I think it's, it's to be expected if you're going to go into a temple, a place of worship, you're obviously going to have to cover cover up a bit. So I was prepared for that anyway. But no, I thought Thai people were so friendly and welcoming and like, always wanted to help. It never seemed sketchy or anything. Yeah, I thought exactly the same when I went. The people were always really lovely, really friendly. Um, so where did you end up heading to after Chiang Mai then, Tilly? We, we flew down to Krabi which is on the coast, which is the first time we finally got down to the coast. That's kind of like a, a kind of stopping place before you then go to all the islands around Thailand. So we're only there for a couple of days, but we, we did quite a few things there. Um, we did something called Tiger Temple through our hostel again, which is a temple in Krabi, and it's got thousands of steps up to the top. It's something like 12,000 steps. Um, and that's just, when you get to the top, it's the most incredible view I've ever seen. That was like That's one of my favorite things I did in Thailand, I think, definitely. Tiger Cave Temple is a Buddhist place of worship situated in Krabi. The temple was discovered by a monk who was supposedly meditating in the cave when he witnessed tigers roaming freely as well as tiger paw prints all over the wall. It's an astonishing 1,237 steps to the top, but the stunning view over Krabi is more than rewarding. But be warned, on your journey to the summit there are wild monkeys who occupy the staircase who really aren't shy. Having personally had my rucksack stolen from me, I'd suggest keeping your belongings to yourself. Don't let that stop you, however, as still to this day, it is one of the most stunning places I have ever visited. It was a long, long way up, but it was worth it, like Tilly says. The only thing, there were monkeys everywhere as well. Like they were, We were told, like, if they come towards you or something, like, just kind of don't look them in the eye, just walk past them, but honestly... They, they looked like they could jump on you. Yeah, yeah. No, they, were, they were scary. <laughs> Did you guys have to get vaccinations before you went out? I travelled before, so I had a couple of vaccinations already. But I think I got a couple of top-ups. Hep A, Hep B, they recommend. Maybe. I got the rabies one the first time I went, but I didn't again the second time. I don't know if I'd recommend... I mean, get it if you want to. It's just very expensive. Yeah. And what about you, Soph? As a first-time like traveller, that is one thing I found that was very expensive. I think I spent about... 300, 400 pounds on vaccinations. But like Tilly says, I hadn't had any of them before. And also make sure you check with your local doctors because you can get, I think it's either Hep A or Hep B and one more, you can get them for free. So make sure you do that and don't pay privately yeah. for them. Otherwise I went through Boots to get the ones that you have to pay for. Yeah, it's definitely worth noting about vaccinations because that's something that shocked me when I went. They are very expensive and it's not something everyone tells you about before you go. Um, so you're halfway through your trip now, you're in Krabi. So how was it travelling as a group of women at this point? Do you feel like it made any impact to your trip or did you feel any differences at all? I think because we were such a big group, yeah. like there were seven of us, I never felt scared or intimidated or anything like that and also if some of us wanted to do something and some of us didn't we some of us could stay in the hostel and some could go out exploring and we were still safe in groups everywhere we we're going was a very popular destination we weren't ever going off the grid or anything like that like we were taking we were taking planes we were taking buses that were like legit buses and things like that so we were never really putting ourselves at risk anyway I suppose but yeah because it's such a big group I always felt safe 
So while you were in Krabby, did you get the chance to do Raleigh Beach? Yeah, so we got the boat down from our hostel. It was really close. There's just like a little dock. But that beach was amazing. That was insane. That was like the first beach we've been to as well. So we've been a couple of like, been about a week now, I think. We finally got to a beach. So that was white sand, blue sea. It was just everything you can like think of. And this was a tiny, tiny little island. So there's no roads or anything. But in the sea in Thailand, they... I can't remember what they're called. It's like electric plankton. They sting you. It feels like little pins and needles. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, I've been stung. It's kind of like, am I being stung? And then it's yeah. like, it's like a weird tingly sensation, yeah. isn't it? But they did have that. There was a lot of that in Thailand, actually, when we were in the sea. That was the most amazing beach, though. Yeah, that was a really good day out. So I presume after being in Krabi, you were starting to make your way to the islands then? Yeah, we briefly stopped in Ao Nang just as like a kind of a bit of a respite before the islands because we were spending a, a week on PP Island so we knew it was going to be quite intense, a lot of partying kind of thing, meeting new people and we just wanted a little bit of a breather. Yeah, I think it's so important. You definitely need down days like that on trips like this. Um, so Tilly, what kind of things did you get up to in Aonang then? We went to the Emerald Pools, which was a good day out, which is just like a big national park with these really like nice crystal clear kind of little pool water bits um which was really cool and uh we stayed at the hostel there wasn't the nicest but we made um they did like a bar call thing we made a couple of friends on that and we went with them to it how is it making friends when you're traveling is it quite easy or did you find that everyone kept themselves quite a lot i think we were quite an easy group to come up to because just a nice group of girls and they so yeah we made quite a few friends i've still got them on instagram now and stuff which is i think one of them's from australia and things that's really cool Next, Tilly and Sophie travel to the Pipi Islands, which again is one of Thailand's top tourist destinations. Just a 90-minute boat ride from the mainland, it's a must when travelling the country. It's a group of six islands which all offer great activities to do, including scuba diving, stunning beaches, water sports, boat trips and more. There is also small towns which are great for local cuisine, live music or even Thai boxing. So we got to PP Island. Um, it was quite busy actually to begin with. And what we didn't realise is once you get there, you have to pay like a an entry fee or something like, like a tax for when you got onto the island. And the first thing you see is a McDonald's, which is just bizarre because you're in the middle of nowhere on this like serene island and it's, there's a McDonald's there. So that was odd. I think as well it was so busy because PP Islands brings like two types of tourists. So it has like us, the younger ones that are there for like the party and in the hostels. And then it actually has some like amazing hotels there as well. And it's quite built up like on that side of the island. So as you get there, there's like a massive mixture of people that then we kind of went over the other side of the island, didn't we? And then that's where we went to our hostel and more like younger travellers were over there kind of thing. So Tilly, what kind of things do the PP Islands have to offer then? We did. We did a lot of beach days. Uh, one of the, I think, the best things we did was the viewpoint in um, PP Islands, uh, which has like, there's no roads on PP Islands, but there's just lots of like arrows, which like so you just follow them around the pass, and it shows you like all the way up to the top, and that was incredible because you could see the whole island, and you we went there for sunset, which everyone did. Yeah, I think the PP Islands is really good because there's a lot of free things to do on it. Like you can pay for excursion days out and go to the like other islands and visit stuff and like scuba dive and stuff like that i think we were just very happy just enjoying peepee like beach days yeah. in the evening we'd like walk into like the little town kind of bit and there was amazing food great cocktails there was like live music every night and stuff that was really fun i remember 
just like everyone was so friendly. I remember playing like beer pong with like some Americans one night. Um, me and my friend went and watched the wrestling. So how did you manage your money for the trip? Did you take cash out there? Did you have a certain way of managing it or? Well, everywhere is cash basically. So I went out with a bit of cash, probably not enough. Um, but I use Monzo card, which lets you take out cash for free up to 10 times, I think something like that. And then it starts charging you. When it charges you, it's not much anyway. So if you do take money out, take it out in big chunks. So do you have any tips for managing your money safe? In the long run, it's better to take lots of cash out there because then you don't get charged from the machine to get it out. But it's also, you feel safer with a card, like having lots of cash on you is not what you want. But saying that the hostels were safe, like under the beds and stuff, you had your own little drawer normally with a padlock on it. Something you mentioned earlier as well was the amazing food that was in the town. Was How different was Thai food to food you're used to? Did you have any bad experiences? Do you know what they will always offer? If you were more picky, there's always a Western option. There's always a pizza, there's always a burger. But there was always rice, there was noodles. <laughs> you get a pad thai for like 50p. Uh, so really incredible food, yeah. yeah. And I was fine. I think I, ha- I don't think I was... No, I wasn't ill at all. I think one of our friends had a bit of a bad tummy for a couple of days, but that was it. Everyone else touched wood was fine, weren't they? And it's worth noting as well, because obviously I'm a vegetarian. I got along really well with the food there. There was always things to eat and there's always really nice options. You're never left without anything to eat. So did you manage to do any of the full moon parties? Obviously, Thailand's famous for them. Tilly, you mentioned that you'd been to one. Yeah, I went and did the full moon party. So we're actually the opposite side of the country and we just hadn't really thought that far ahead. Thailand is famous for its full moon parties, which started on the island of Koh Phangan in 1985. The celebration can attract up to 30,000 people. You can expect to see large crowds, loud music, fire displays, circus acts and more. If you enjoy a busy nightlife, you should definitely try one for yourself. The full moon party is on an island called Copenhagen, but this is what I mean about Thailand being so easy to travel. The night before, we've been umming and ahhing about it. The night before, we went to a travel, um, like a tourist desk that was just on the island and we said, we want to go to the full moon party. Like, how do we get there? And he was like, yep, I'll sort it for you. I think I paid like £16. And you go in and it was it was like seen out of a film. It was so cool. Like, and I'm so glad I've, I can say I've done that now. So you go in and it's on the, like, the beachfront and there's loads of different bars and there's like people skipping ropes with fire on and just like so many different like acts and music going on. Um, so that was insane. We went back to Krabi from the PP Islands just because that's your back on the mainland then. And then we flew, we all flew back to Bangkok where we all kind of uh, got back to and then flew, flew our separate ways. So yeah, PPR is probably about the end of our trip. I'm so glad we went and so glad we went when we did because we are originally going to leave it till final year and be like big celebrations will go but obviously Covid's happened so that wouldn't have ever been possible so I'm so glad we went when we did. They always say great things about Thailand but yeah it was really amazing. So as we've got to the end of your trip uh, I always do Emma's top 10 travel questions to kind of sum up the trip. So number one what was your top highlight of the place? I definitely have to say seeing the elephants that's something I've always wanted to do I want to go back and do it again I think that's just Thailand Thailand you go and see the elephants and it was more incredible than I thought it was going to be uh yeah I probably see the elephants and probably Tiger Temple that was just the most incredible view I've ever seen in my life number two what was one moment that sticks in mind from your travels 
I think probably um, me and a couple of others did a shroom shake whilst we were there, um, which it was a very, very cool experience. And Thailand, like to be doing it in Thailand, was like the perfect setting. It all just was, yeah, very great experience actually. It's probably not one moment, but it's just a lot of moments put together. The sunsets in Thailand, I can't describe how beautiful they were. Like this white sand, the blue sea, and just the sky. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. That was insane. So number three, if you had to describe this place in three words, what would they be? Friendly, just easy. It was really, really easy to travel, to find food, find hostels, uh, and very welcoming. Humid, definitely. I think my hair can vouch for that. Incredible, just like the views, the people, everything about it. And yeah, friendly. I think I'd have to go to Tilly and say friendly as well. It just was so inviting. So what about Thailand makes this place so unique to any other place? I'd probably say like the temples and they're all so unique and extraordinary. Like they're so massive and I don't know, I don't think I know anywhere that has that many temples in one street. I think the fact that it's, it's Thailand and it's got such a reputation makes it really quite unique. When you went there, it, it just exceeded everything I'd ever thought about it. So I think that's why it was so unique. It was, it was just like, the best place I think I've ever been. What is something that you would do differently had you the chance to go again? I think what Tilly said, we just had under three weeks there. And I think we didn't rush, but I think if we had like three, three and a half, I think we would have been able to go to a couple more places, maybe spend a couple more days in Chiang Mai and stuff. And I think that I would have liked to do that. Yeah, same. I would have liked to have spent longer there and um, been able to go to a few more places. What is something that you wish you knew before you went travelling? Not to take as much stuff. I think as a first time traveller, I think my bag was the heaviest going there. I did have everything when anyone needed anything, but yeah, I didn't need four pairs of shoes and stuff like that. <laughs> I literally wore probably the same top every week, every day. Like you don't care what you look like traveling. I've been traveling before, so I kind of knew what to expect, um, but yeah, they, Thailand is so easy to travel. Do not stress about it before you get there. Book a couple of bits if it makes you feel better, but I think the trip you'll have will, will make itself whilst you're out there. Don't try and organise it too much because you just lose your freedom. What top five items are in your travel rucksack? Um, sun cream, definitely. Mosquito, bug spray kind of thing. Paracetamols, because you never know when you're going to need them a hair bubble because it's so humid and sweaty like you, all you want to do is tie your hair up all the time and and a padlock yeah to make sure my stuff's safe in my hostel yeah i'd probably say majority the same um something i found really useful was when I, for putting my bag i put all my stuff in a packing cubes first rather than having all your clothes loose in your bag because that was just you just would never find anything ever i'd say yeah sun cream is great after sun, because I burn all the time. Um, yeah, bug repellent and, oh yeah, I'd, I bought it when I'd been traveling the year before. It's just, it's buoyant bag, which is waterproof. And um, you can take it on boats and it floats in water and stuff. That was really cool. I bought that out there though, but that was, yeah, no, that's definitely a very good, good idea. What is one song that reminds you of this place? Laps Around the Sun by Ziggy Alberts. Uh, so that reminds me of Thailand, definitely. I think on one of the nights, it might have been when you'd gone to the full moon party, we were just sat in a restaurant listening to live music and 
they sang Hotel California by the Eagles and that's a song that my dad loves as well. I think I was feeling a bit homesick. Who is one interesting person that sticks in mind from your travels? Um, so one of the bars we went to on PP Island, uh, it was one of our last nights there and um, there was a, a guy who was this live singer, it was incredible and um, he was wearing this really cool hat and we all got chatting with him and I got up on stage with him and was singing and uh, it turns out that he'd won the voice, the Philippines. Uh, so I thought oh, he always sticks in my head. Last question, where are you hoping to travel next? Where's next on the agenda? I really want to do Australia and New Zealand, definitely. And I'm quite up for doing Camp America next summer if I can do that, if yeah, COVID lets me. Well, thank you so much, guys. That's been so insightful. And I think it's so useful because Thailand is such a hot spot, especially for people who are just going traveling for the first time, maybe. So yeah, that's been really helpful. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best in the future with your future travels. Thank you, you too. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thanks. <laughs> So that was Sophie and Tilly's amazing trip around Thailand. They both commented on how it was one of the friendliest places they had ever been and how they would go back in a heartbeat. So join us next week when we'll be joined by a young lady who went travelling around the paradise that is Australia. She too has some great travel hacks to share and how to get the most out of your backpacking adventures. As always, aspiring travellers, stay safe and see you next time on Where Next. <laughs>